And now, a highlight from Animal Radio on iHeartRadio. We get lots of books here, and occasionally a title will come across my desk that, <laughs> that catches my attention. I love, first of all, I love picture books. So you send me any kind of picture book, I'm all about that. But this title of this next book just stood out. The Truth About Animals, Stoned Sloths, Lovelorn Hippos, and Other Tales from the Wild Side of Wildlife. And the author wow. joining us right now. Yeah, I know, huh? Lucy Cook. <laughs> Hi, Lucy. How are you doing? Hi there. I'm doing really well. Where are we Skyping you today? I'm I'm in Hastings, which is on the south coast of England, which is where I live. Oh, it sounds beautiful. It, it is. It's by the seaside and um, it's a lovely sunny day today. So, yeah, no, it is. It's very beautiful. Are there any, I guess there's pro- probably no stone sloths there, but I, I would imagine that there's a, a lot of wild animals I don't know. I think there might be quite a lot of stone sloths in Hastings, actually, but uh, but maybe not the kind that I'm used to writing about. But um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no. There, there's uh, there's. I've got a lovely pet dog, um, who's a Jack Russell pug cross. He's a jug, and he's looking at me now, Aww. thinking, "Why is he speaking into her computer?" <laughs> Well, you say that, you know, we've split the atom, we've conquered the moon, but when it comes to understanding animals, we really still have a long way to go, huh? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I will never really know what my dog is thinking. I can only really guess. And so, you know, I mean, zoology is, is um, you know, it's, it's a fascinating subject, the study of animals, but it is, it's really hard to figure out what's going on. I mean, animals do not give up their secrets easily. So, you know, over the years... Um, you know, we've we've we, we've tried our hardest to understand animals, and 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 have with more successes than, than uh, or with some success, but a lot of failure, I should say. Would you say that we have a, a tendency to anthropomorphize our animals a little too much? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's just you know we're we're hardwired to, you know, to be uh, to feel. Just, you know, lovingly towards animals that that have baby-like features. And so, you know, we, we're very much sort of, you know, animals that are cute, we are very much in favour of and we look at them in a very favourable way. We like animals that look like us. We tend to think favourably of animals that have forward-facing eyes and, and human-like faces. Um, and, and, and especially with those sorts of animals, there is a huge tendency to anthropomorphise. And that, you know, that's... It, that can lead to sort of some um, unfortunate misconceptions about certain creatures. You know, people say we can learn a lot about dogs. They're the best. You know, they're really honest and true. You know, I've seen my dog steal from another dog when they weren't looking. You know, I mean, aren't there really, aren't there still bad animals in this world? Well, the thing is, is animals don't occupy, don't sort of follow a Christian moral code. You know, survival is a brutal sport and it means that, some animals have to have to, you know, take life strategies that would not be appropriate if you're a human. So deception is rife in the animal kingdom, um, and um, so is uh, all sorts of, um, you know, quite um, specialist, shall we say, sexual behaviour. If it was amongst humankind, um, and um, you know, all the way down to to sort of, you know, I mean, I always say pe- penguins are one creature that everybody thinks they're so cute and adorable because they wobble along on two legs. Aren't they monogamous? And, no, 
Absolutely not. That's one of the greatest myths out there, actually, that they don't. Very few birds are, actually. Um, Most are wildly promiscuous, both the males and the females, (laughs) most birds. They just, there was a whole thing about with birds that for for years, people assumed that they were monogamous because you'd see these sort of couple and they'd look like they were caring lovingly, building a nest and raising a chick. Um, And then paternity testing arrived and somebody decided to paternity test um <laughs> eggs in a nest and found out that that um the the the, the um the the, ch- the eggs were ha- sired by often two um, or more um males so the um the idea there's there's a very big difference in the bird world between social monogamy and sexual monogamy so lots of birds are socially monogamous in that they form a pair bond but then they're not actually sexually monogamous they will well, they will have sex um with other partners just like humans <laughs> yeah. just like humans yeah, yeah. Uh, what about worker ants i mean they look all so busy and everything are there any is there such thing as lazy worker ants yeah, absolutely. This was recently discovered, actually, that um, I can't remember the percentage, but I think it's somewhere around 15% of worker ants are actually at any one. It, it might even be greater than that, are, 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 are basically lazing around doing nothing. Um, and um, so, yeah, so it, la- laziness is something, you know, that's what I mean is it, we, we have a tendency to anthropomorphize, but we also have a tendency to judge animals by our own moral standards. So, laziness for example is something that we feel you know we deride animals for being lazy so worker ants it was sort of made big news when it was discovered that you know a lot of them are layabouts actually and not doing anything but that's you know that's beneficial to the um to their society you know the sloth is another example that's of an animal that's incredibly lazy um and has got a very bad reputation for being lazy but actually sloths are incredibly successful animals they've been around on this planet in one shape or another for 40 million years and they are incredibly prolific they're doing very well for a mammal of their size despite the fact that we're chopping down their forests at an alarming rate so you know there's a lot of positives to be said for for rather than calling sloths lazy really we should be calling them um frugals perhaps you know because they're they're energy saving icons basically so that they're they're, which i think is something we should be aspiring to yeah see that's what i'm doing how when i'm sitting in the chair out there i'm just i'm you're frugal (laughs) yes i'm just saving my energy yes exactly you know and that's good that's what we all need to be doing on this planet right now is saving our energy you know (laughs) well this is truly fascinating we are with lucy cook and we got to take a quick break there's more truth about animals right around the corner stick around Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets, sometimes devious pets and animals. We are with Lucy Cook. She is the author of The Truth About Animals, Stone Sloths, Lovelorn Hippos, and Other Tales from the Wild Side of Wildlife. In your research, what was the most astounding uh, fact that you found out? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, there were so many. I mean, it was an absolute joy to research. But I think penguins uh, are mistaken for being monogamous and, and incredibly cute. Well, they're actually pathologically unpleasant necrophiliacs. That was quite... <laughs> <laughs> what did you find out about hippos? I love a hippo. Yeah, no, hippo, hippos hippos are great. I did The, 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 the hippo story is... Um, is a lot to do with the hippos that I visited in Colombia. There's you know, Pablo Escobar had a private zoo and he imported all sorts of animals. And then when he got 
shot all the animals got um you know sent off to zoos all around south america apart from the hippos because when you weigh the same as a family car quite difficult to relocate and these hippos um have gone wild and they're now running riot in rural colombia they they basically breeding like rabbits he brought over three there's now around 60 and um <clears throat> So they're this sort of real menace. <laughs> Local Colombian um, farmers are not used to the sight of a hippo and nobody realises how dangerous they are. Um, I spoke to one small child who um, who said that his grandmother had been chased for an hour by, by a randy rogue male only a few nights before. <laughs> Wow. Uh, the, yeah. The front of your book has a picture of a panda on it. What What did you discover from pandas? Well, so pandas, everybody thinks that they're um, they're rubbish at sex, that they can't procreate and they can't. They're, they're sort of evolutionary redundant and and they need our help. Um, and this is absolutely not the case. In the wild, they are, you know, they 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 are. I don't I don't know at what time of day this goes out, but they they they're quite you know they're quite the Lotharios. You know, they they sort of. You know, they, they, they have a lot of one, one, one pair in the wild were observed mating 40 times in the space of an afternoon. So that's that's not that's not an animal that doesn't know what it's doing. And um, and they're obviously incredibly, you know, the, the, the low birth rate and all these things that that's evolved in order to keep the population in check so that they don't outgrow their food source, which is bamboo. So. You know, all of these things, that if you, if you take an animal out of the wild and you observe it in captivity, it, it's really a very different animal because the thing about pandas is, you know, that they, they don't reproduce well in zoos. But then, I mean, humans probably wouldn't reproduce terribly well if they were plonked in a zoo cage with another human and expected <laughs> just to get on with it. So, uh, so uh, you mostly talk about wildlife. Did you do any research on like the domestic animals, the cat and the dog? No, I didn't actually. No, I, 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 um, I mean, I, I, I'm deeply suspicious of cats. <laughs> um, really? Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deeply suspicious of cats. I mean, I just, you know, they can't be trusted. They've somehow got us under their spell, haven't they? Cats are secretly running the world, you yep. know. Um, and, um, and dogs. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm a real, I, I love dogs. I'm a real softy around dogs. So yeah, I, I mean, I've thought about doing a book about dogs uh, down the line, actually, just because I'm sure there's loads of misconceptions about them. Okay. Well, we look forward to that when that comes out. I have 10 copies of the book, The Truth About Animals, Stone Sloth, Lovelorn Hippos, and Other Tales from the Wild Side of Wildlife to give out to you now at one 405 8405 If you're not lucky enough to get on through, head on over to your favorite bookstore or Amazon.com and order it. We'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.pet. Lucy, thank you so much for joining us today. That was my total pleasure. I loved it. Thank you so much for your enthusiasm for my book. Of course. You're listening to Animal Radio. Visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.